Hey everyone, welcome back to another Pitts News Sports Podcast. My name is Brian Sherry. And I'm Jermaine Sykes. And today we're going to be talking about basketball again. Um, the, the Panthers are coming off. They just earned their 20th win against Georgia Tech, and they're looking ahead to the ACC tournament and beyond. Uh, so right now I want to talk about as the season comes to a close, um, you know, we saw a few players step up this season that's contributed to the, uh, the success of the team. Uh, Jermaine, who's your most valuable player for the team this year? Uh, I think my most valuable player has to go to Jermaine Burton, a guy student guard. Um, might be a little bit of a hot take, but I just think his consistency over the course of the season is big for the Panthers. Uh, he's not a big uh, 20-point scorer. He only has, I think, one 20-point one scoring game uh, versus Clemson. Uh, two, I'm sorry. One I'm sorry. Yeah, it's three. One against Clemson, one against um, NC State, and one against North Carolina. Um, but it's more about he only has three games all season under uh, under double digits. Scoring. I just think his consistency has been huge for the Panthers. Uh, he also puts up four and a half rebounds a game. He just fills the stat sheets for the Panthers. And I think his experience just gives him the edge for me um, over others, such as Blake Henson. Um, and Federico, Federico. So, I think I think my MVP has to go to Jameer's Burton. How about you, Brian? Uh, mine again, <laughs> kind of a controversial pick here, but uh, I'm gonna go with Greg Elliott. Uh, he's been a pretty great uh, three point shooter, three point option for the Panthers. Uh, he's shooting point uh, four one nine uh, three three point percentage. Um, he's been pretty consistent uh, scoring points. And, yeah, I think he's been a solid player. I mean, it's very difficult to pick a most valuable player with this team because I think it is they do have a lot of depth. Um, you know, another name that came to mind for me was uh, Nicky Sabante. Um, yeah. He's just, like, the way he plays, I love watching him play. Uh, he's probably my favorite player on the team to, to simply just watch. Um, you know, against North Carolina, what he did against Caleb Love, He's just a very fun player to watch. He's very aggressive. Kind of reminds me of like a, a John Morant in a way. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so I would say Greg, Greg Elliott, my first pick, but it's very difficult to pick a pick one player. And like you said, me, my personal favorite on the team subjectively is Greg Elliott. I think his spark that he brings off the, um, well, he's a starter, but the spark that he brings on both sides of the floor, no player on the Panthers came like, um, replicate that spark. It just his, his energy is unmatched on the court. He's definitely the Panthers. Uh, I'll say their energy guy. I'll put it that way. If, if the Panthers needs a boost of energy, he can definitely get the crowd going. He gets the team going uh, with a big shot or a big stop on defense. Um, another person that we have to mention for this is, of course, Blake Hinton. Though, well, Blake Hinton is our leading our leader in rebounds. Um, he's our leader. He's our leader in points. He 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 definitely uh, fills the stat sheet up in his own ways. I just think that he um he is probably our best shooter as well. I just think that the, like you said, there's a deep team. I mean, it's only six deep, but it's it's the deepest six players I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. I, even Nelly Cummins can turn up and have a 
have a great game like he did against North Carolina and pretty much uh, carry us to that win, or like he did against Georgia Tech the other night. So, yeah, I, I think this team has a lot of MVPs, but I think the three players in contention for MVP are definitely uh, Henson, Burton, and Elliott. Yeah, um, and now on to the, the next award. Um, I don't think there's much debate here, but uh, Jermaine, who's your defensive player of the year? Uh, it has to go to Federico, Federico. It has to. Um, he is third in the ACC in blocks the last time I checked. The other night, I think he had five. See, I went to the game, and I thought I saw him block like seven shots. It was it was pretty – he had well, – it looked like he blocked seven shots, but he only had two. But he had a streak um, prior to the Virginia Tech game. He had a streak of, I think, six games in a row with three or more blocks. He's a he's our defensive weapon. I will say sometimes he can be a liability when you're going against a bigger big man or a middle, or more skilled big man. But he, he's only a sophomore, so I'm giving him some leeway. Uh, I think I think he definitely deserves defensive player of the year. And, and for the Panthers and maybe in the ACC. Yeah, I'm also going to go with uh, Federico. Um, you know, you look at the ACC has a lot of great big men this year. I mean, you look at the players that he has gone up against, um, you know, Armando Baycott. Um, I know Miami has a few decent big men. Um, Kyle Flipkowski from Duke. This was like, he, for a sophomore, the players that he's going, like the players that he's going up against are going to be in the NBA next year. And he's just like, he doesn't. He doesn't let up. Like he's just. He just keeps keeps grinding, and I think that's what we need. Um, you know, we don't. We really coming into the season, we really didn't have like a, a center to go to, um, and I think he stepped up big and has shocked the nation in a way. Yeah, I would say the presence against Big Cut in North in the both North Carolina games had been huge for the Pandas. That was the reason why they won that game. Um, another big game he had, me personally, was the Miami game because since he was the biggest person on the court, uh, he didn't make it offensively. He didn't make it known. I think that's the that's the one part of his game that I think he he needs to work on is his offensive game. But his presence that, uh, on the boards that game, which is pretty pretty unmatched. Um, and another game that I liked um, was was the um, were the early season games against the. Um, mid major opponents, but also this game against Georgia Tech, he really stepped up and made his presence know. The three games I thought he struggled in, though, um, were against Duke, against Kyle Flipkowski, and against um, against Virginia Tech the other night. Virginia Tech, uh, four months, months, I'm sorry, just gave Federico fits, and I think. Like I said, a skilled, more playmaking big man will give him fits. But I mean, he said he had seven foot frame. He doesn't have the frame to be guarding uh, six, seven guards. But with this team that we have this year, he's put in those situations. And like you said, I think he still managed to do well. Uh, I think going forward, the, the trio in the front court we have with uh, the two twins, Guillermo and Jorge Diaz Gomez, Diaz uh, Gomez, and Diaz Grandma, I'm sorry, and Federico Federico. I think that's a good front court for us going forward. Yeah, I agree. Now, here's another one that uh, probably doesn't have enough debate. But, Jermaine, who's your sixth man of the year? <laughs> uh, our, my, our, my sixth man of the year has to go to Nike Sabandi. He's, 
I, as you said, he's definitely one of the best players on this team. He's, I, I think outside of Elliott, no one brings more um, energy to the court than Nike. He's, he's coming off the bench is a big task. He is skilled enough to start on plenty of different teams uh, across the ACC. Uh, but he comes off our bench and he is our spark plug. And it's, it's a role that a lot of people don't take pride in um, because you have to think last year and his, his, his junior sophomore, well, he was injured his junior year, but his sophomore and freshman years, he definitely started in a good amount of games. So for him to take a step back this year, only starting in one game uh, and not let that hamper his performance, uh, is really impressive. So he's definitely my sixth man of the year. How about you? Yeah, I also got to go with Nike. Um, you know, I watched uh, that first UNC game uh, at home. Just he – I think he was the – well, obviously, um, uh, Hinson and uh, all the other players had really big games there, Hinson specifically. Yeah. Um, but the way Nike – uh, just like carried himself in the second half against Caleb Love, who coming in one of the best prospects in UNC history, uh, super talented player. Um, just the way he carried himself, uh, carried himself against him was just incredible. Uh, like the confidence he had taking shots and everything. I think in the second half, he was the reason why we came back and won that game. Um, so yeah, I definitely got to go with Nike. Big spark plug off the bench, like you said. And I think down the stretch, I think he's going to be the key um, if Pitt wants to go far in the ACC and the uh, ACC or the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, bench players do do come up big there. So, yeah, definitely. And the one thing that's going to be good for the Panthers is that in the tournament lineup strength. Uh, you see, early in the season, we we get we've been given fits by teams who are, are deep because we are only six deep, six deep, maybe seven deep, depending on the game. So. In the tournament and in the ACC tournament, um, the the rotations strength. That's how I think I'm just how basketball works. It happens the same in the NBA as well. So because of the, because of those um because the rotations are going to shrink, it's going to make the matchup for for instance our seven our seven six man lineup are uh, stronger than a lot of teams six man lineup. So I think that'll give us the advantage. Uh, so yeah. I think Nike's a big part of that as well. All right. Uh, now I want to move on to talk about uh, Pitt's final what, three games. Uh, they have Syracuse on Saturday, the Notre Dame, and then Miami, the big one. Um, could likely decide who is the regular season ACC champion. Um, so, Jermaine, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about these next three games? Okay, so next three games are – it's, it's funny because I wrote an article a few weeks ago, uh, the Miami game, and I said this is Pitt's uh, biggest game of the year. And objectively it was. Uh, and now we're following up with two of their, two of their three biggest games, uh, tomorrow against their rival Syracuse uh, and next Saturday against Miami. Syracuse men's basketball is arguably Pitt's biggest rival. That's a hot take. Not everyone's going to say, "Oh, it's Penn State and West Virginia." We haven't played. But we we just brought the backyard brawl back, so uh, I I know it's a strong rivalry, but it's just coming back, and we haven't played Penn State in years. Um, Syracuse always gives us fits. 
we've always gone back and forth with Syracuse. I think they're one of our biggest rivals. Uh, and we went up to Syracuse in December and beat them uh, 84 to 82. So now they get a chance to have revenge here at home, uh, get to ruin us on senior night. Uh, I'm a little worried about that game, but I think I think as long as – I think we're the outmatched opponent, but if we don't come to play, uh, that can be a high-scoring game. And uh, I don't know if we really want to get into a high-scoring game uh, with the Orange. And then heading into Notre Dame. I think that game we win, but we also as we had to go to hostile territory in South Bend, and as you know, as we just went into hostile territory in Blacksburg, you you, you can never give yourself a win when you have to go to the opposing teams uh, at home, especially in a in a high energy place such as South Bend, like Blacksburg was. It's hard to hear yourself think sometimes, so. I think that'll be a tough game. And then lastly, the Miami, the hottest team in the ACC right now. They're first in the ACC right now. My predictions are, I think we get the win tomorrow. In, well, to, as the day we're recording this. I think we get the win uh, tomorrow against Syracuse. Uh, I think we get the win against Notre Dame. And I think we come up just short against Miami. But regardless, the two wins against Syracuse and Notre Dame will give us the second seed in the ACC tournament. Yeah, I don't think we'll be um, regular season champs, but we'll still get a two seed, which will give us a bye all the way to the semifinal, uh, the quarterfinals of the ACC tournament, which means we don't have to win three games in order to win the tournament. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I think that um, that Syracuse game is going to be definitely high energy. Um, I think there is a good chance that Pitt, that could be a trap game for Pitt. Um just a lot of the, the circumstances surrounding the game. It's definitely going to be it, – it has the, the makings of an upset. Um, definitely. But I think the next game, Notre Dame, I think that we should easily beat Notre Dame. Um, they have, what, like 10 wins right now. Um, even though what's going to be at Notre Dame, I don't think – I don't know if they're really a big basketball school up there. Um, I don't know how the energy is going to be. Still a road game, but – I don't think it's going to be as as difficult as Virginia Tech was. And then Miami. I think Miami is the best team in the ACC, period. Um, you know, last year they they made the Elite Eight. This is a this is a nationally good team. Um, I think they're in the in the NCAA tournament. I think they'll be the team that makes it the farthest out of any in the ACC. Um, they honestly could make a run for the Final Four. Uh, they've kind of been the uh, – almost like the the underdog in national rankings. Um, they've, I think they're, they've been ranked like 17th. It was like one of their max rankings. Um, but now the I think college basketball is waking up to, to Miami being the best team in the ACC. You know, Virginia has been the, the big dog. They've been uh, ranked in the top 10 pretty consistently over the last few months. Um, but I don't, I don't think they're as good as Miami is. I know Virginia's defense is really, really good, but in terms of just overall, I think Miami is the best team. I mean, they had Pitt, Pitt's number for that entire game a few weeks ago. It was just like the last, what, two minutes that they just let up, and you can't let up against Pitt, definitely a high-energy team. So I think that's going to be a big loss for Pitt there. See, We'll see how their, their momentum coming into the tournament, uh, coming to the ACC tournament. 
but I don't think Pitt's going to win the uh, the regular season ACC championship. So I think that's going to wrap things up for us. Um, again, my name is Brian Sherry, and uh, I'm with Jermaine. I'm Jermaine. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pitt News Sports Podcast. If you'd like to read more, visit our website at pittnews.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day.